Welcome, dear listeners. This is the Dr. Metal Podcast, another surface where I try to spread my thoughts on metal culture, subculture, and its connections to art, religion, history, and mythology. My name is Janos Fejes, historian of religions and aesthetician from Hungary, with a PhD in literary and cultural studies. I am currently speaking to you from New York City, from the headquarters of drmetal.home.blog. Please look for the same name, Dr. Metal, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well for additional content. Please remember not to write it with a C, but with a K. Let us start today's episode. The second episode is going to deal with the 2013 movie known in English as Metalhead. Why to talk about a movie that is almost a decade old? First of all, this motion picture, written and directed by Ragnar Bragason of Iceland, is one of a kind. Its uniqueness was not challenged since, thus all movie and metal fans may find actuality in it. It could be easy to say that Metalhead is a metal movie, or a movie about metal music. If we are strict with classification, then we can see it that it only gets its scenery from the metal subculture and has no resemblance to the entertaining pieces like Deathgasm or Heavy Trip that are somehow the more usual kinds of metal movies. It is a true family drama, which for many of us is reality and thank God for many of us it is not. If you have not seen the movie yet on this point, here is a spoiler warning for you. The prelude of the film brings us back to 1983, to the rural areas of Iceland where a strong connection can be found between the scattered farms. A four-member family, consisting of a father, a mother, an elder brother and a younger sister has to face tragedy on a summer day. The son, Baldur, being in his late teenage years, falls under a tractor that injures him really seriously. Later, Baldur dies of the wounds. The family becomes damaged and traumatized, which of they never talk or try to get over. Basically, the film has three main characters, the remaining three members of the family. Carl, the father, Droplog, the mother, and Hera, the daughter, left without her elder brother. The real plot of the story begins almost a decade after the tragedy, where we see a family that is incapable of everyday functioning. All remaining members of the family live closed into their own worlds, not being able to cope with the tragedy or anyhow connect to the other members of the family. Carr blames himself for letting his young son do some of the heavy work around the farm. That is an opinion which is shared by the women in silence. Hera finds the escape from all her feelings in heavy metal, not in a usual big city manner when you get into metal scene through your friends etc. Her brother was a real metal fan in the family, a metalhead, whom Hera tries to imitate somewhat replacing her dead brother. One of the most tear-jerking moments of the movie is when the young Hera after the funeral burns all her clothes in order to wear her brother's metal shirts. So Hera becomes a member of the metal community, only in theory, as besides her there is no one else into metal in the Icelandic countryside at that point. Her community is a kind of escape from the everyday reality she suffers in. This voluntary imitation of her brother, her isolation within the family and in the geographic situation shows us quite naturally what the pain of not being understood means. 
This is one of the main motives that leads the family to fall apart. Her atrocities and alcohol-driven deeds, her narrow and white community both are unable to control. Once we see her stealing a tractor from a neighboring farm, or she gets into a fight during a dance night of the local community house, and last but not least, as she is unable to follow the rules set by her new workplace. Only her parents' reputation makes the offended to keep these small crimes for themselves and not calling authority to deal with them. We see Hera obsessed with 80s heavy metal, playing the guitar too loud and even takes the guitar to her brother's grave to play some songs for him, time to time. Her only real friend and connection is her dead brother or his memory. The love between siblings and the tragedy of loss are the reasons why she is silent towards most of her surroundings. The situation that seems to be unbearable and unchangeable is challenged by the new minister arriving to the farming community's church. The young man visits all his new flock's homes, where Oscar and Droplo welcomes him warmly, while Hera denies him. One of the peak points of the movie is when Hera and the minister Janus have a dialogue where the minister reveals that he is into heavy metal as well. The quite liminal situation when the minister almost takes off his shirt to show his tattoo to Hera is accepted by the girl with an extreme response. She tries to kiss the minister, not out of lust, but of outrage. This event leaves Janus speechless, but later tries to understand Hera's grief through music. The isolation of Hera is well represented by metal music. When she puts on her headphones to listen to music, all other noises are silenced. She cannot hear when her family or co-workers call for her, enclosing the movie spectators within the music as well. The ultimate goal is to silence all noise coming from the outer world. The friendly approach of the minister misunderstood by Hera and a series of other events leads to the second peak point of the movie. As she watches TV, the news talk about the events of Norway, church arsons and all the black metal things you all know of. She then goes and burns up the local church as a revenge on the minister. Frightened by her own deed, she runs to the hills where almost freezes to death in a cabin. She has a vision on the mountain. Baldur visits her. After surviving this incident, she gets back to the community with the goal of consolidation. She is engaged by a childhood friend. She leaves her metalhead look, choosing the peaceful yet boring road. Naturally, this is not the end, but a bit more on that later. The structure of the movie is driven by ups and downs where we see always Baldur in the beyond. Maybe it is not by chance that the boy is called Baldur. Baldur is a god of Viking mythology, the dearest son of Odin and the fairest of the Asa gods, the god of light. His death, caused by Loki, is one of the first portents of Ragnarok, or the end of the world, and also a trauma for the gods that they can never fully be healed from. It may be obvious that her mother, Frigg, mourns the most the loss of his son. If we remember and accept that both Norse and Greek mythologies are in the European ones, and they share some common features, thus we may identify Frigg with Hera, or Demeter, one of the Greek mother goddesses. Then according to my reading, the movie called Metalhead is a mythological interpretation of mourning. In the original story, the mother mourns her son, which is rearranged here for a sister and a brother. From this point of view, the intensity and the aim of the feeling is important for us, 
where grief brings cold winter for the soul without real escape. The last important or peak point in the movie is Hera's musical success. As we have seen, she met Norwegian black metal through the news that catches her on an instant, and is somewhat a kind of a commonplace motif for many black metal fans up to today. She creates her own coarse paint, the way we see it on the cover of the episode as well, and records her own demo with a low-tech underground quality in their barn. The demo is entitled The Swarthammer, then she sends out a bunch of copies on posts for big metal magazines abroad. The reception is surprising. During her boring housewife period when the only excitement in life is when her husband comes home with a new microwave, so in this dull moment a bunch of young Norwegian musicians arrive to their house to meet the musical talent behind Swarthammer. They decide to arrange a concert for the community, but they cannot play real black metal as the audience cannot accept it. So they play a less aggressive version of Swarthammer that became the signature song of the movie. Her parents in their agony cannot contain the pain anymore and find each other once again. They pack the yet untouched room of Baldur and try to open to their daughter as well, who started to cope with her feelings through making music. And Hera is open too, she does not close her heart as she can also see what is happening with her parents. If you look for the classical structure of drama literature, we find a triangle of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. In this regard, metalhead is like an ancient drama. The conflict that is deeply founded is solved, not with the death of the parties in the conflict, but with the real solution of the situation. The black feelings of Hera are not only represented by her image, but her music as well. These dark shades are somewhat brighter in the end, when she can see that metal is not the destination where to escape, but the path that can lead to absolution. The plotline that works with both ancient and contemporary motifs gives an impression of our age as well. We may place motifs and the finale of the movie to the digital age of the 21st century, as all of us are vulnerable to the emergence of grief and loss. The great early song of Judas Priest, Victim of Changes, is another signature song of the movie, as the song itself grasps the problem of death and bodily degradation. Things that are none safe off. The final question for Hera is not if she can escape Ragnarok, death or change of the world, more likely what is she doing with this situation? Does she look on herself as a victim or she can endure it and can live on? She chooses life on a metaphorical level, underlining that it is not metal that makes one problematic or antisocial. We may understand this equation better from the other side. Those are inspired by heavy metal, who has a disturbed mind and an uneased soul without escape. But metal gives company. Company even in a remote farmhouse far from the world, where one can meet those who can feel what we feel. Thank you for joining me in today's analysis and mental travel into the world of metal and its culture. Thank you for your attention and interest. If you wish to get instant notification about new episodes, please follow the podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Please remember to look for the different social media surfaces of Dr. Metal. Each and every one of those could be found in the Linktree link at the description of the podcast. There you can find contact info, etc. All feedback is appreciated. Thank you very much. Next time I will wait you back.